Hi guys, welcome to this week's episode of Heavy Metal Tones with me, your podcast host, Tony Evans. Uh, this week's one is a little bit off the cuff, guys. I've not, I sort of um, had a bit of an idea, then it's sort of, I'm going to do that for something with Benji in maybe next week, I'd say. Um, Benji, if you listen to this and you don't know about it, well, heads up next week. Um, anyway, I thought I'd talk today, so I finally got my stereo unit fix as you know last week I got all my bits and pieces um, to line up and to work and I thought to myself you know I've talked about this before about um, uh, you're here you're all here on this channel or this uh, program because you like a you like music B you like heavy metal or heavy rock or punk or whatever your bag is or you just like to you like to listen to programs about music I mean, I sit in all of those categories, I thought today we'd have a bit of a sort of off the top of the head, um, sort of unnotes, unscripted episode, and I'd talk you through my um, my stereo system, um, and sort of, we did it before, but sort of right back early in the show, um, but the sort of record buying, um, you know, as a collector or as someone who loves music, you know, you want, and you want to own the ephemera of music what's best for you and your pocket let's be honest your back pocket's important um and especially this day and age with petrol prices and the cost of living uh i thought i would sort of talk about that so let's firstly chat about my stereo now um i have a um a four a five-piece stereo okay so i've got a yamaha um, radio receiver i've got a yamaha DVD player, but it's actually um, really cool. I got it from a friend of mine who moved back to Melbourne. Uh, that's in Melbourne, Australia, guys. For those living overseas, um, and he gave it to me. It's actually a it's actually a, a laser disc player, but it plays every format of disc. I mean every format. So uh, I mean there are many many versions of DVD and um, Super DVD and VHD and. Uh, so it does all that. I don't use it. For, I do have some laser discs. I don't use it for laser disc player because it's not attached to my TV. I use it purely for this um, CD option. Um, I don't have. I have hundreds of CDs. I don't tend to go to them. Um, above that, I have my now very much um, um, beloved uh, Marantz SD1000 tape deck. Uh, it is a beautiful brushed burnished copper sort of color um, with uh, piano key uh, shuttle keys um, two VU meters little a classic um, you know a non digital uh, tape counter uh, above that then I have my Marantz amplifier now that's really important so I'm gonna get back to that in a minute to you guys amplifier and over that I have my Optimus um, record deck which my wife bought for me about 20 years ago now um, and I have considered upgrading my record deck because um, we'll get to that section in a minute about record decks but it's important that you have a good one um, you can play your records on anything you really like is your money if you if you've bought that record and you want to play it on a record deck that's a flea market one you get from you know here in JB Hi-Fi I'm sure in America be Walmart or somewhere on the UK Dixons, if Dixon still exists, I don't know. An, like an Audi version. 
if you want to do that that's fine but it's it's if you if you spend like me upwards to 150 200 dollars a fortnight you know on records do you really want to be putting on a crappy record player probably not sorry after some tea i've actually got some dr pepper today as well oh that's for another time um so do you as music lovers out there uh do you need to have expensive hi-fi racks are you okay if you want to just stream your music yes you are of course you are it's up to you how you take it this is the modern world i mean i am um i am always will be a lover of the retro aspect of music um when i hate i, I viscerally hate the term retro okay is not retro it never went away it is is a lifestyle choice it's not retro you know it um it really just oh it conjures up i don't know overpriced market stores and people selling shit for big dollars and i just really find that offensive um when there were pennies when they were available originally yes i know they're manufactured anymore but when you're selling a bloody Arnott's biscuit tin in a market for $25 because it's an Arnott's biscuit tin which was made to be disposable reused yes possibly but it's just ephemera it's it's ridiculous absolutely because you go oh it's retro well yes but Arnott's would have made a million of those tins it's not valuable at all um, maybe well I suppose value is retrospective isn't it value is what you is valuable what I don't find is valuable is different but Still, it's not worth the kind of money that they're asking for. That's why I find retro really, really irritating. So, yes, back to stereos. I love and have always loved separates. So stereo separates, uh, you know, because think about this logically, guys, out there in this in my listening world. Um, if you buy a piece of equipment that is designed only to do that one thing, will it do it well? 90% of the time, yes. If it's manufactured well, of course it is, because that's all it has to do. That's its main job in life. Um, when we sort of went through this phase, I had one. I had a um, an Amstrad Tower. Now, it was really interesting, because my brother had it originally, and then he always had separates, and then he got this tower in the early 80s, and he gave it to me once he moved out. Um, and... It went wrong, so I got my other bro older brother's electrician to have a look at it, and we opened the back up, and you know, honestly, guys, it was just all plastic and air. There was very little mechanics going on in there. It was all transistor, and that's the you know, it's an amazing thing. The transistor, you know, changed the world to be able to you know um, to uh, to bring 240 volts or 110 volts or whatever down to micro amounts of uh, of electricity to power small item it's a, it's a very 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 interesting i mean in fact the the inventors got the nobel peace prize for that um for that invention but you know so it was just air and box and the tape deck the tape mechanism was horrendous i mean that was one thing that was the problem it was the tape mechanism it kept chewing tapes and we couldn't work out why and what it turned out to be was that the one of the um take up spools uh was just need oiling really but um it was not you know it was really really shit and i mean the record deck was a flimsy piece of plastic on a 
spring loaded deck and it was it was direct drive which was a good thing I like direct drive um, uh, decks but it was a cheap direct drive deck it was a cheap plastic arm it wasn't graphite it was just really quite cheap and all over I mean I can't keep saying the word cheap but it was you know we go to Amstrad we go to Dick's I think he brother brought it from Curry's which is any listeners in the UK it used to be a um, like a cheap electrical warehouse um, and he pulled up 199 pounds maybe probably and that had it had cassette radio and record deck no CD players before CDs um, you could it had apparently you know like um, Dolby digital metal tape you could play chrome tapes in it and so on and everything but really no it was it was basic it's very simple so I'd go back to my I'd go back to my um, my individual components because the, um, the the sort of big I mean we had one in the UK or had when we came to Australia my wife had one she'd bought here and left here when she'd moved to the UK that was a brilliant system it was a Sony that was um, separates but a micro oh, like a micro tower uh, it had big sound on it again that was CD uh, and no record just see CD um, and tape I think she had a record deck but it got damaged um, then we bought a micro one of those really tiny micro systems because that was the way it was in the late 90s um, and you know I'm still using the speakers now on one of my parts of my stereo um, really good that was fantastic it was a tape that no CD it was just tape um, and radio we bought a CD player separately a little top loading thing uh, also played DVDs it was terrible but it you know did the job so for many years um, I was in the wilderness I only had my record player and my amp and, and I had a really quite a bad old amplifier and I decided a couple of years ago to splash out and, and honestly um, start um, to um, try and enjoy um, my music I collected for so many years and I have I mean I told you this before in other podcasts a, a, a great deal a lot of medium and so I want to be able to try and sort of find that space and the kids have moved out of home I had a spare a new room that I could put it in uh, where I record this and um, lo and behold I've got my units I obviously I'd searched for a long time for a cassette deck and I told you this a couple of weeks ago maybe even last week um, that you know, the, the modern tape decks the Tanashi um, tape mechanisms are in every every one every cheap even some of the most expensive tape decks are retro, retro I'm using sorry um, I'll play with Tanashi decks and they've they're cheap mechanisms they're, they don't they, I don't know I don't know how to describe it. It, it as I said to you go look on Techmoan's YouTube channel and watch his, his tape decks it will tell you a lot the one I've got is it's beautiful it is truly achingly beautiful for me I look at it and I get a lot of pleasure just looking at it I turn it on it has lit up little VU needles um, it has you know chrome metal normal Dolby um, that's good. it's just a beautiful thing I'll put a picture on the in in the description you'll see it um, anyway so we then move on to so we got our separates now what's important uh, the most important part of your stereo system that you're going to buy guys to be honest, is your amplifier you can your record player you can get around with even a, a, 
a relatively cheap one will get you by. Tape decks, not maybe one is um, as fast, has as fastidious with their tape decks as I am. So you know, you, you know, if you get a tape deck, you get a tape deck. Get one that's sort of the late '90s, early 2000s, and you'll still get a de relatively decent one. Um, CD players, look now, I mean, because we still manufacture CD, and CD is still the way to play music in in cars and most of the time now at home, if you're not streaming, um, they're quite easy to get a hold of, although I'd still say early CD players are probably better, um, uh, because they, again, they're built for one purpose, and, they will, uh, and usually the, the laser mechanisms are a little bit more rigid and, and a little bit more well-made. Um, Tuners, if you want radio, I mean radio, let's be honest, as a medium is probably dead. Um, it's something that we turn on to listen to. But I like to have it there because, oh sorry, knocked the mic with my teacup. Um, I like to have it there because I like to listen to the cricket. Uh, or, you know, or the football sometimes it's on the radio. Uh, soccer for you Americans, okay. Um, I like to, so that's there, it's just that it's good to have that there. It's not digital, sadly, so a lot of the channels I probably won't be able to get very soon because they turn a lot of the digital channels off. Um, uh, so, your amplifier. Why is the amplifier important? Because it's the engine of the car. Without the good engine, car's not moving. So, the amplifier is extremely important. Now, there were lots of different amplifiers on the market. Be very careful when you're buying one, guys, if you're thinking to listen to this podcast, because you know I'm going to do the same thing. I'm already thinking about what amplifier to get, what where do I go, what what do I want from it. Um, look, it's, it's, that's a, a whole another half an hour conversation, but we'll go over sort of the bullet points um, for you. Uh, after this break. So when we get back to the other side, we'll talk about amplifiers, talk about record decks, and we're talking about uh, um, speakers and so on. I um, hope this. hope you've enjoyed this so far. I quite like talking about my stereo, actually, to be honest. It's one of my small pleasures in life. Anyway, I will see you after the break. I'm going to get another cup of tea, and um, after these messages, we'll have a chat about uh, amplifiers. Okay, see you on the other side, guys. Bye now. back guys I uh, hope you're still with me this is quite a, a nerdy podcast this week for music nerdy people but I hope you're still with me because I enjoy this sort of stuff so your amplifier so I have a Marantz because I've always wanted and loved Marantz product um, and I'm gonna eventually probably get a Marantz record deck as well I think I mean my Optimus one is doing me fine but I might just invest into a new one quite soon so amplifier engine of the car so like anything we are not if you're not technically minded you want it to be straightforward and simple i think you want enough in it to give you a little bit of um challenge uh, at the same time a little bit of nerdiness a little bit of tweakiness but you also need it to be easy to use so the reason i got my particular one is it's got um i needed it i needed it for all my components 
So you need to future-proof it. So I needed it for my phono, I needed it for my tape deck, I needed it for my CD player, I needed it for my amplifier. Now that's all, I mean, sorry, my radio. So that's really all of my pieces. Is it, Am I going to get anything else? Probably not. But I have other channels on there, auxiliary channels, which I can put it on. Um, you want it to be solid as you can um, and also needs to look nice. I mean, I like mine. It looks pretty. It's pretty. I mean, I, if I want to be really obvious and be true brutal, my record deck, my tape deck stands out because everything is black except that. And you don't get much choice these days. It's either black or black. I mean, in the old days, you've got brush metals, you've got chrome, you've got all sorts of stuff. But now, mainly, it's just black. Um, a little boring, I know, but it's the way it is. Um, now, you can also sit on my Marantz, you can put on eight speakers. So if you wanted to have surround sound in there, it's not a surround sound as such, it doesn't have a surround sound button, but it does uh, facility, but it does allow you to put eight speakers so you can have sort of lots of sound around the room. Um, some of the uh, more modern releases of DVD, uh, um, CDs and things have surround sound mixes. I've got them, I haven't heard them play yet, I've got a lot of Marillion ones that are being re and King Crimson, a couple of Genesis. I think um, Black Sabbath was almost the same. It's been mixed with surround sound, um, and apparently it's amazing. But I don't have that on mine. I don't really need it because it means I have to have lots of wires, lots of speakers. I'm not interested. If that's you and you want to put a seat, seat in the middle of the room and you want to hear the guitars behind you and the singer in front of you, like being on the stage, apparently it's an amazing experience. If that's for you, then get yourself a amplifier that has surround sound, 5.1 Dolby Mix surround sound, I think it is on there. Um, there's other names for it, but that's basically it. Uh, you want it easy function. So you want it, like I've got two dials. One dial turns, changes it uh, into the different fun phono functions and the other one's volume. The three are the small treble and bass, you know, and that's, and you know left and right panning I mean really 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 easy there are a few little noise buttons and things like that, that you can play with but I generally leave those things alone um, you want them don't stack them if you can on top of each other because you do need the heat to dissipate uh, if you're going to use them a lot that's why I've got mine in a, sort of in a cupboard with different shelves um, the old ones that used to stack that were designed to stack were designed to stack because they would put their heat sinks at the back and then they would vent the heat out the back, whereas a lot of the ones I have, they vent through the top. Okay, um, now once you move on to there, you've got to think about your record player. So, what's the medium you use the most? One second, I'm going to put my cup down. What's the medium you use the most? Um, now, for me, I mean, at the moment, I'm playing all my tapes because I'm a kid in a candy shop. I've got a thousand plus tapes and I've got to play them and. Um, now I've got a tape to play them going to. Do I have the same pieces of music on vinyl and on CD? I probably do. Um, but just the, it's just the enjoyment of putting the tape deck on. Um, okay, one also thing about the Marantz that doesn't have, which slightly irks me, but I had to go and buy a Bluetooth extender on the weekend because I want to walk around the house, I want to put the tape on. I don't do it with vinyl because I want... I'll get back to that in a minute, but with the cassettes and with the CDs... I like to I use them on wireless headphones, so I had to buy a little dongle that plugs into the power into the headphone jack of the amplifier. Now you can buy amplifiers now that have Bluetooth on them. 
course, the more you put on an amplifier, as I said before, right back to the beginning, the less quality you get in other areas, unless you're paying big money, like uh, my brother's Bang & Olufsen stereo or so on. Um, uh, the reason I don't use the Bluetooth for the vinyl is because I really enjoy the analog, and it's the same with tape really, but with the vinyl it's the analog system, um, it's to put the record on and being with it, that is what I enjoy about vinyl. It's You are stuck in that room with that piece of music. Cassettes were always designed to be portable, that's what they were designed for. So. <clears throat> You know, don't mind walking around the house with my wireless headphones on listening to the music. Because even if it is a little bit thinner than it probably would be playing through the speakers. Same with the CD, yeah. Um, although CDs, yeah, were portable as well, but they weren't originally designed to be portable. Um, so uh, that's that's the that's your amplifier. So uh, I paid around about nine hundred Australian dollars for mine. I think you know it's it's quite pricey. Um, certainly not up there with some of the very very expensive pieces but if you think about in Australia anywhere between five to hundred to a thousand if you can get them on sale like my one now that I bought is now on sale for three hundred and seventy five dollars now you can't future see it so I've enjoyed it while I've had it so that doesn't matter my dollars in America I reckon Five, six hundred dollars, maybe, probably a little bit less. I, I mean, again, I don't know much about the American economy. Sorry, guys. In Europe and in the UK, two, three hundred pounds, two or three hundred euros. Um, you, you just double look around and see what you can get. Uh, try and stick with a brand that you can trust. So, Marantz, uh, Denon. Um, I mean, you can go all the Sony's and the Yamahas and stuff, but they're not. They're not. They're not driven by their musical past, so that's why Marantz is good because they really just do that, and and they or Bang and Olufsen, um, you know, they just do that. That's what, not what they do well. Um, moving up to the record deck. Now, as I said to you before, now I've got some pieces of vinyl in my collection that are worth thousand dollars, yeah, probably a bit more. Um, do I want to put that onto a record deck that? is going to damage that piece of investment of mine and so I can't play it in the future. No, it's not about, um, and I've said this before and I'll say it again in this program, I don't collect pieces of vinyl for their value in my back pocket. It's a nice add-on when they are valuable, but I don't go buying for value. Yes, I have bought some for investment, um, but that's an investment. It's, I don't go, oh, it's worth a thousand dollars on buying it. Even if I didn't like the bloody song, out music, I'm not doing it because I don't need it in my collection. And I'm not the sort of person to go and buy and sell stuff. Um, I've told you before, you know, I sold a lot of my records as a young man to pay bills on my guitars, and um, I will never do it again. I'd rather live in a house full of vinyl and be poor than have all the money in my bank account and be empty and cold in the soul. So, record decks. Now that again, again could be a whole nother episode. But when you buy your record deck, now my record deck is an older record deck, has a straight arm. I actually like a curved arm, slightly curved arm. Um, the Audio Technica record decks, um, John's got one. Um, it's beautiful. Be careful again with your record decks. All right, some of this stuff is not needed. They put stuff on now because they think that's what people want or they had 30 years ago on the top end decks 
no one used that, but even used that 30. I mean, what on earth do I need a slider on my record deck to change the pitch dramatically? I don't. Yes, it's good to have a little light on the on the platter, and you can adjust it slightly to get those lines so they're doing a lot like they're moving, which means you get the perfect speed, and your woe and flutter, like on your tape decks, are going to be less. Um, brilliant. Maybe that's fine, but there's other things you just don't need on there. Um, you do need 45. You do need 33 and a third. Um, look at your cartridge. That's the, the, the is it is it a um, is it a ceramic cartridge? Was it a diamond? Uh, I've got um, look. It's it's it goes both ways. You can get high end ceramics. You can get high end um, magnetic spring. I mean, it, there's all sorts of different cartridges you can get. Um, I use an Audio Technica cartridge. I think it's a really good. I've only had to replace it once on the deck I've got now. If you want to be really nerdy, you get yourself a little, you get them on Amazon, I think about 25 bucks. I actually have one. Um, it's a little uh, a little weighing scale that you put your, your arm on, um, the record arm on. Um, and what that does is it tell it, um, excuse me, my computer has decided to shut off as it does. It, uh, it weighs the it checks the tracking force now the tracking force is the amount of pressure that the no, the needle asserts into the groove now don't say grooves there's only one groove on a record not many grooves um, and it pushes on the wall of the groove and down into the groove now if, if you're putting too much pressure down or too much pressure left or right you're going to damage your record and your needles um, so a lot of decks come with little counterweights at the back where you can adjust that weight. Now, I can't tell you what the correct weight is, but each record deck with its instructions will tell you what that needle's correct um, tracking force is. So if you want to, you know, conserve your records, um, uh, as we as we know, we're all trying to, um, that's, the, that's the way to do it, is to get one of those. For pennies and you can check it out that's why cheap flea market record decks are just going to end up destroying your records now if you don't care about your product and you're paying pennies for your records and don't care you just want to play them loud and anywhere you want then be my guest but if you're an audiophile like myself that uh, and like a lot of us are out there get yourself a little tracking um because even though you do it once you, you might need to change it quite regularly because the more you use it sometimes it just changes its tracking force and if you get a new needle it will tell you what the tracking force is and, and check that as well okay um, you also get better sound if you're not pushing down into the groove right. um, record decks as well so direct drive or belt driven most of the 90% of the or more than 90% of decks now are belt driven mine's belt driven um, the trouble with belt-driven decks is that you get a little bit of um, you can get a bit, bit of inaccuracy of speed um, because the belts can loosen um, and so when it when it's playing you're not getting the accurate 33 to the 33 and a third RPM or the 45 RPM so you might get very slight speed variations and tracking force issues so. You know, just keep an eye on that. It's another good reason to keep an eye on your tracking force. Um, direct drive is wonderful because it's just the motor directly under the platter, which is where the record sits on. That itself, um, 
gets uh, a trouble with direct drive is vibration but most modern ones damp dampen that um, and if you leave your record on the record deck in the old days they used to warp them because you'd leave them on the record deck with the power on and the motors directly under the middle of the record and it's getting hot and you could warp the record very rare these days with the 180 gram reissues everything's now made with, I mean I've got a 210 gram edition somewhere um, but you could, you could kill someone with it it's that heavy um, they're more likely not going to warp but the mid mid 80s to early 90s Japanese pressing, pressings mainly the Japanese pressings uh, they were very thin and flimsy and they would warp quite easily um, so you know look at that that might be an option for you the platter is important so what it sits on the heavier the platter the less vibration better sound quality okay that's really important um, the cabinet itself that the record player is in you don't want a lot of superfluous cabinet I, I personally would love a retro a, a nice Marantz a 1978 Marantz wooden topped um, uh, record deck yep would love it I used to have a Bang & Olufsen um, direct drive direct, uh, the needle the record arm was in the lid and it would track linear tracking it was called the linear tracking and you could choose a laser choose it had a laser you could choose the tracks and it would drop it dead on the track um, and it was amazing but it, but it would uh, the what what it was doing to the vinyl I'd, I hate to think because you couldn't adjust anything and it was all forced in a linear line it wasn't it didn't have any sort of lateral movement in the arm I also had one of those ones where the record player played upright that was really groovy uh, it was on the wall my brother had it mounted on the wall um, they brought a similar thing out for CDs years later uh, it was just a bit it was just strange but I loved it yes yeah, so they're the things to look for superfluous cabinets um, and you know if it's offering millions of options for small amounts of money walk away because all they're doing is giving you things you don't need and they haven't really put much effort into it keep it simple um, if you wanted some, you can get them now that go directly into your computer so you can digitize your vinyl. But why would you do that if you've got a tape deck underneath? Just record it onto tape. Or if there's a CD player, record onto CD. Yeah, I mean, you could sort of put it onto your hard drives, I suppose, as a way of, uh, of archiving it. Particularly really rare stuff. I've got a lot of bootlegs that are not even on any medium, not any streaming medium at all. So maybe I should probably one day put those onto tape and CD. And on my hard drive, because my, my record player does go to one of the early ones that can actually go to um, your your um, hard drive uh, to a hard drive. Be careful as well. Also, if you have a tape deck, a, a record deck, but don't want an amplifier, you can buy them that have preamps in them. If they've got a preamp in them, most of the time you can attach them to speakers and play them because it's preamped. Um, some amplifier, like I had to turn my preamp off because it didn't like my amplifier. I got weird sort of feedbacky sound um, from the preamp. Probably best to get one without a preamp and just go with it. Although, as I said, um, the preamp's not a bad idea if you don't have a powered amplifier to put your record deck through. Uh, of the sort of, we'll finish up soon in a minute. But um, the last thing I like to say on that is um, a nice steady cabinet for it all to sit on. Speakers now. Speakers, speakers, speakers. It's up to you. You can have dirty, great, big window blowout speakers. You can have 
I mean, that's the thing. That's all driven by your amplifier. My amplifier has 100 watts per channel. I don't need 100 watts per channel. My speakers are 40 watts, and on two or three, it's perfectly loud enough. You have floor-mounted speakers. If you've got kids, don't do it. You can have wall-mounted speakers. You could have wireless speakers now that go, you know, um, directly to you. If you've got a Bluetooth on your amplifier, they go to Bluetooth speakers. Is the sound as good? No. Good quality cable is always best. No, don't. Please don't skimp on your cables. Uh, really, it's it's just not worth um, it's just not worth it uh, because um, the uh, like anything. It's like again, I'll take it back to cars. I don't drive right, but I know I know what cars do. Your, your transmission. If your transmission is crap, your car's crap, right? It's, the power's not going to the wheels. So same with the cables. So you need good quality cables. Don't skimp on that. Don't go buying. Don't be fooled into buying, um, you know, $200 gold-plated cables. You know, at the end of the day, your speakers you're attaching it to and the amplifier you're attaching to are probably not good enough to accept that quality. So go with the level that you know is going to work. So $20, $30 for good cables. You know, I'm not talking about the whole lot, not just for one set. You know, that makes a difference. Um, it really, really, really does. Um, Keeping your records clean, keeping your tape heads clean um, is important. Storing your records, very important. Don't lie them flat, stack them you know, end to end in a shelf unit if you've got them. Um, please, uh, a little tip that people just don't think about with records, because records aren't in people's consciousness as much as they used to be, and they're quite a precious economy, uh, quite a precious thing now because they're expensive. When you put the record back into the sleeve the the opening of the sleeve that the inner bag should goes into the record first this then stops dust coming into your record from the side don't have it so you can open up your record sleeve pull out the record straightly without even taking out of the bag why would you have a dust bag if that's the case turn the record so you're sort of like perpendicular to the edge so that the opening goes either up or at the back of the record sleeve if you understand what I'm saying um, if you're going to put them in PVC cases covers um, be wary that I have old PVC covers on records I've had since I was 10 or 12 and I am now stuck completely to the cover because they were really badly manufactured they were poor plastics they were, the chemicals leached they stuck to the over time the new ones now are I won't build that way the audio file quality but get audio file quality um, clear covers I, I buy 25 for 25 bucks so basically a buck each um, and buy audio file quality paper in the bags you don't need them for the new records that are coming out now but if you buy secondhand records and I do a lot of that they don't often come with a decent um, in a bag don't try also on the same note buy don't try and buy secondhand records um, to be perfect buy them for what they are so you know I'll often buy a, a copy say like paranoid is a classic example I've got like six copies of paranoid um, black Sabbath's paranoid because I want the different versions of it now three or four of those are probably really not playable they're playable but they're in quite a bad condition I didn't buy them for the playable playability of it I bought them to have the quality that that particular print of it same with Nevermind the Bollocks by the Six Pistols. Um, I've got about seven of those, um, all different issues. Probably two or three of them are pretty crap, to 
be fair. Um, but I just want the different covers. I want the different labels. I want the different um, track listings, um, artwork, and so on. Anyway, uh, that's my stereo episode. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, I know it's a bit dry, and some of you might go, oh, God, he's talking about record decks. Oh, my God. Honestly, it's something we all listen to music. I think if we take a moment to understand and appreciate how we listen to it, uh, where we listen to it, um, we will get more out of it, I think. Anyway, that's me for this week. I hope you've enjoyed it. I'm going to sign off now, drink some more tea, put on some... I think I'm going to play some... I think I might play some pistols. Um, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Keep safe. Look after yourselves. Um, please do give me a thumbs up. Um, go into whatever whatever medium you listen to me on and like me and give me a, a, a thumbs up, five stars or whatever rating. I'll review me. It just helps me get more um, listeners. I'm trying to get more listeners. Anyway, we all, you know, that's the way it is. As I say, keep safe, guys, and uh, enjoy your stereos. I know I will. Bye, guys. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.